Thanks for joining us for this episode of Centra Scripts, where we talk health and wellness and practical tips for your everyday life. And now here's your host, Kate Kolb. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Centra Scripts. I'm really excited today because we get to sit down with Sydney Early, who is one of our nurse practitioners at the Centra Medical Group Neurology Services Office. And the reason that we're sitting down with her is is several fold, but specifically we wanted to honor the fact that it is stroke month. And we have a few things that we want to talk about that and kind of focus in on. But Sydney, I want you to go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do here at Centra. Hi, um, so my name is Sydney Early. I'm so glad to be here talking with all of you guys. I am with the neurology department. I have been here, I moved here like seven months ago. I grew up in upstate New York. I actually was in an ER for three years as a nursing assistant. Went and got my my um, RN schooling done where I worked in a neuro and trauma intensive care unit. I then worked on a resource team for a couple years while I was getting my master's degree. And then I taught for two years as an adjunct professor at the undergraduate level. I chose nursing. I mean, I guess everybody has their story as to why they get into their field. But it was kind of always something that I I thought was going to be the right career path for me. My grandma, she was a nurse growing up. She would always bring me nursing supplies home and I would give my stuffed animals like injections and take their blood pressure (laughs) and stuff. I thought I was the coolest thing. And then I became a volunteer while I was in high school Mm -hmm. at one of our local hospitals and realized that, you know, this is just exactly what I want to do. I want to care for patients. And then unfortunately, my one of my grandparents had gotten really ill and I just realized how awesome nurses are and how good they take care of their patients and how much impact they make on Mm -hmm patients in the hospital so I'm like wow I want to be one of those kind of people so I went back I got my my bachelor's and like I said I worked in the neuro ICU where I found that you can learn stuff about the brain your entire life and never know everything about it yeah so I just like that there's just this infinite knowledge Mm -hmm. about it that you can just keep studying and keep studying and, and really like I said never know everything about it so I, I really like neurology as well because it, your brain is what makes you you as a person. Mm-hmm. So if you, you can break your arm and break your arm and still be you, but if you have a stroke, there's a potential that you could lose a part of your memory, a part of your ability yeah. to speak, your ability to interact with your family, yeah. um, some of your personality traits. So one of the most moments in my life that made me say neuro is for me is one of the patients I had been taking care of for months in the intensive care unit. I didn't think he was going to make it and him and his wife about four months after he was discharged he walked back in and gave me a hug and he remembered he said I remember you talking to me I I know everything that happened and he was doing great so that's why I think neurology is just a great field to get into. Yeah that's awesome I love I, I love what you said about our brains sort of making us who we are, Mm -hmm. because I think there's so much that we do throughout the day that we don't realize is actually being charged through the neurons in our brains and the synapses connecting. So for the lay person who may be listening to this, Mm -hmm. that maybe does not completely understand what neurology is. Yes. Can you describe that and define that for us? Yes, yeah. So neurology is the study of your brain. Um, Your brain is what, what makes me talk right now, what makes me do my hand gestures that I'm doing. Your brain is is like your processing center. When something happens to you, your brain decides if how you're going to respond to it. Things that you do without even thinking, like breathing, your yeah. your brain and spinal cord are 
are working at that point. Which is amazing to consider all the things that yes. have to connect in order for us to do one very, and really I guess it's not simple, but mm-hmm. that act of breathing that we take right exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's a, it's what like I said it controls everything I mean your heart wouldn't pump if if your brain wasn't having mm-hmm. regulatory input it just I, I guess it's everything I, yeah. I don't know how else <laughs> to describe it. it it controls everything your ability to walk around and hold your grandkids and everything yeah. so people a lot of times will think okay I definitely need a primary care doctor mm-hmm. or um you know maybe they think of cardiologists as being a specialty that maybe mm-hmm. a lot more people might need but why is the field of neurology something that is just as important, if not more important, for people to know about and engage with? So, yeah, neurology, like I had said, is it controls everything, and, and people could be at risk for certain neurologic diseases and, and not really realize it. Okay, so talking about neurology and the field and the importance there, there is this thing called Stroke Month mm-hmm. that I mentioned at the beginning, and I did not know until I came to work for Centra almost five years ago that there was even a thing mm-hmm. called Stroke Month. So what is the importance of mm-hmm. that recognition month, and why should we be aware of it? So Stroke Month is a month that's all about increasing your awareness of this, the symptoms of stroke, when to seek help if you're having them, and also your risk factors that you could be working in your life to improve. My main thought with Stroke Month is it's trying to get our population to be more activated in their own health care, in their mm-hmm. own take control of their life, and know when they need to be seen. Yeah. It always breaks my heart when I have pe- people who come in and have strokes, and they said, I didn't know, I don't know why I had a stroke. Yeah. And I look back through their medical history, and, and they've been having stroke, whether it be symptoms or risk factors mm-hmm. for years, and they're still very surprised that... Yeah. This happened to me. It can happen to you. I mean, so this stroke month is trying to bring people to know their risks and know when they need to go to the hospital and seek treatment yeah. because time is brain. The earlier you can get to the hospital, the more likely we'll be able to help you. Hmm. I like that phrase, time is brain. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a difference in everything. So let's talk then about some of these maybe warning signs and symptoms and things like that. Mm-hmm. If, well, first of all, before we maybe get into that, let me ask this question. Strokes are something that I think most people tend to think of as only affecting a certain population, right. like maybe just the elderly, or um, and and really probably that's where most people's brains go when they think of this. Mm-hmm. But do stroke? I mean, is stroke something that affects everyone? How yeah. young can you be and still be looking out for these warning signs? I mean, to be honest, I've personally cared for patients that are in their twenties that have wow. had strokes. I mean, they have various risk factors, mm-hmm. but again, if you know your risk factors, you you can better predict if this is going to be something you need to worry about so it it can really happen to anyone somebody has a stroke every 40 seconds wow so I don't know how long we've been talking for but we've been eight and a half minutes so eight people (laughs) have had a stroke since we've been talking and then somebody dies from a stroke almost every four minutes so two people have died since we've been talking that's crazy I had no idea that the numbers were that high that's amazing yeah so what I kind of want to drill home is 80 percent of strokes are preventable hmm so American Heart did a study where they showed that 80% of strokes are preventable. So yeah. people are able to understand their risk factors and take some initiative in their life to try and prevent these or at least work with their primary care doctor or nurse practitioner mm-hmm. to take care of some of these concerns, these risk factors that they have, they can really lower their, their risk of having one of these events. Yeah. 
that's that's amazing. I had no idea that the numbers were that high and and that they are really that preventable. Um, mm-hmm. So let's t- let's talk a little bit about that then. Those risk factors mm-hmm. that you need to be on the lookout for. What does right. that look like? Um, right. Does it change from person to person, or are there blanketed mm-hmm. signs across the board? Right. So as far as risk factors for stroke go, um, the main there's kind of four of them that are the big ones. So hypertension. So that's high blood pressure. When they take your blood pressure at the the office that you see, the top number they typically want less than 140 mm-hmm. is what American Heart would recommend. Um, and they recommend you at least get screened every year. So I don't know if, if it's really important people have primary care providers or means to get this checked. I mean, there's there's tons of resources where people can go and, and get their blood pressure checked. There's health fairs. I know that, I don't know now with this COVID, but at CVS right. you can go and get your blood pressure checked um, and monitor this. And that, so what high blood pressure does is it can damage your blood vessels, make you at higher risk for stroke, and it can also predispose you to certain heart rhythms that could cause you to have a stroke as well. So that's really important. The next risk factor is hyperlipidemia, so high cholesterol. Okay. High bad cholesterol mm-hmm. is more specific, so your your LDL. So what that does is it increases the plaque buildup in your vessels, which can make your vessels narrower and make it easier for you mm-hmm. to have a stroke. So with that, we recommend you eat a healthy diet. So high fruits, vegetables, whole grains, low fat, and if your doctor tells you to take a statin, you should take a statin. Yeah. I, re- I was reading another study that said that they would recommend that at least 50% of our population is on a statin. Really? So, huh. yes. So okay. these, these drugs do help. I know that they get a bad rep, that yeah. people, <laughs> but they really do save lives and they, they help prevent this progression of, of narrow vessels. Yeah, I think there's probably some of that populace that is like, oh, that's just like an added measure. I don't yeah. really actually need that. But no. that's you're saying it's yeah. definitely a key factor. Yes, definitely. And um, diabetes, so this is the only one that's an independent risk factor for stroke. So okay. you can have diabetes by itself, and your risk of stroke is actually double that of somebody that doesn't wow. have diabetes. Wow. So getting your blood sugar under control, um, getting that taken care of is major. I mean, that increases your risk of stroke, leg amputations, tons of different vascular events in your body. So I would, that's one of the main ones. And then smoking. Smoking is just bad for vessel Mm -hmm. stuff as well. People, again, leg amputations and strokes. So there's a lot of resources um, around that help people quit smoking. I know it's not an easy thing by any means but I was reading an article that said that it only takes one day of not smoking to help decrease your risk of a stroke wow so now would that also include because I know a lot of people now instead of smoking cigarettes they're transferring over to vaping Mm -hmm. and things like that is Mm -hmm. that the same type of a risk factor or do we know enough about that yet you know I I am not sure I'm not really sure if vaping does but I do know that chewing tobacco is not a good Mm -hmm. alternative Mm -hmm. people sometimes think that chewing tobacco is better than smoking but that still has the same effects on the vessels in the body um, and increases your blood pressure and all of that so I would imagine if they're getting the same dose of the nicotine right. it would have the same effects but I, I'm not really sure yeah. to be honest to it speak seems, on that seems like it's kind of the sleeper thing that not not many yeah. people are sure about right yeah. now but but you're saying even just one day without that nicotine in your system mm-hmm. drastically increases your your yeah. chances of not having yeah an yeah. episode okay. yep so I was that same article I was reading said about six months for you to fully lo- like decrease your risk completely of stroke mm-hmm. but it all it takes is one day and then even 20 minutes after your cigarette, you quit smoking, you have a, lo- a 
decrease in your blood pressure. Wow. Your vessels kind of relax. So, wow. yeah. Other things, they're not considered risk factors, but inactivity, that can increase your risk of developing hypertension, diabetes, mm-hmm. and obesity. So their American Heart recommends that you get active at least 150 minutes per week. Yeah. Or 75 vigorous minutes, which okay. is like sprinting, running on a treadmill, something like that. But what I, I think about this is I feel like people, if they can't do 150 minutes, they say, I'm not going to do it. Right. So Right. Because we're I, lazy, yeah, let's be honest. Like, oh, yeah. I, just, I just can't go to the gym today. It's, it's just not in the cards for me. Well, then maybe take the stairs. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Do, do something else. Get yourself active. That will help decrease this risk as well. And then there's also been studies that show stress actually de- increases your inflammation in the body. Yeah that increases the deposition of plaque in your vessel walls. So maybe find something that is kind of your enjoyment Mm -hmm. and stick to it. Like personally, I enjoy getting outside and doing some yoga. Some people might like to read some books, listen to music, but do something that you can kind of decompress, Yeah, you know, to kind of help keep your stress under a reasonable level. Yeah, I think that that even just now in the current state of everything Mm -hmm. going on with COVID and everything like that, everybody's stress levels are so much higher and there's this unknown factor of we mm-hmm. just don't know what the world is going to look like, even from week to week, it seems like. So yeah. I feel like that's probably an even yeah. larger a larger factor in mm-hmm. everything. Exactly. Yeah, definitely do what you can to try and take care of yourself, keep your stress under yeah. control. There Also, there's some other risk factors that would be something you would discuss with your primary care. There has been some studies that migraine headaches actually mm-hmm. increase your risk of stroke, particularly with an aura and in combination with oral contraceptive pills, like birth control pills, and smoking. Hmm. So that's something to be on the lookout for. That's what a lot of times our young population we see is is smoking, birth control kind of combo. So other inflammatory diseases and diseases like sickle cell anemia also increase your risk of stroke, um, and sometimes sleep apnea as well. Hmm. So those are things that are great to be aware of, and actually... Here at Central Neurology, we have started a risk assessment program. Mm-hmm. So it is called Stroke Aware. And what this does, it's a short quiz and it walks you through all of these questions that we're talking about for risk factors. And it populates a screen that tells you exactly where your highest risks are of, of okay. stroke. If you, you flag high enough on there, we actually will bring you into our neurology office for a free consultation where I will walk through every risk factor with you and mm-hmm. give you specific goals for your your health journey. Yeah, yeah and that is completely free to take that quiz. And it then is. if, again, if you flag high enough, then that consult is completely free as exactly. well, correct? So yeah. there's like no excuse not to go exactly. do that. <laughs> exactly, and then we will actually send your primary care provider um, a list of what we discussed and what we plan on doing and our goals that we've come up with. So if you want to take this, it's on centralhealth.com slash neurology, or if you are avid with your phone, mm-hmm. you can text STROKE to 434-264-7931. Awesome. And we'll also make sure that it's on the um, Center Scripps website, too, when awesome. we publish this podcast, so that there will be no question of where yes, people can find it, yes. for sure, because that is a needed resource and one that I think people should definitely be getting out there and, right. and using. Okay, right. so you've talked about some of these risk factors mm-hmm. And some of it, you you kind of wove some of these preventive preventative measures in while you were talking. Mm-hmm. But are there is there like a specific short list of things that you're like, okay, these four things are the preventative measures that you need to keep in your life? Um, I would say, be active, eat right, 
And don't smoke. <laughs> there you go. It's even three. It's even shorter. Three things, not even four things. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, several of the topics that we've talked about, we've done cardiology, we've done a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. They kind of, I feel like sometimes people are like, well, everybody's saying the same thing. Yeah. But it's true. And these are right. all integrative pieces of our bodies that work together and they are very closely related. Mm-hmm. Would you say that cardiology issues is something that is mm-hmm. is closely related to, to stroke as well? Right. I mean, if you have vascular disease, in your heart or your leg vessels, then mm-hmm. you probably have them in your neck and your brain. Yeah. So it, it's all weaves together. The, the same kind of risk factors that cause you to have heart attacks are the, very similar to the ones that cause you to have strokes. Right. So it's it, it's you can be preventing more than just strokes by trying to, to right. know your risk factors. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the body in general is mm-hmm. that all these things, if you are trying to approach it from a holistic health standpoint, mm-hmm. all of these systems are going to be working together in the long right. run. So if you're preventing stroke and you're preventing you know, heart disease, um, ultimately you're preventing a lot of really bad things from right. happening from to your body. So that's great. So let's talk a little bit about if you have had stroke activity mm-hmm. or if you've been diagnosed, maybe like you said, you know, through that, uh, the quiz or even through a doctor's appointment where mm-hmm. you come in at a very high risk level for things, what does treatment and recovery and things look like that after you've actually had an episode or something mm-hmm. where you would need to be treated? Yeah. So why don't we talk about what an episode is? Yes, actually, that's great. So, let's do that. <laughs> So we use the BFAST. Okay. So that is an acronym that is B-E-F-A-S-T. So B stands for balance. If you have any difficulty walking, any incoordination. E is eyes. So difficulty seeing, um, vision changes. F is face, any facial asymmetry, tongue deviation, Mm -hmm. tongue is at midline, arm, any weakness in your arms or legs, kind of slumping to one side. And I would even say numbness in any arms, legs, half of your face. And speech, any slurring of those people's speech, any kind of garbled sounding speech. And then T stands for time. Like I said, time is brain. Mm -hmm. So time to call 911. So if you have any of those, seek emergency medical attention um, because you could be having a stroke or a warning sign for a stroke down the road. Right. And is that an acute onset of those symptoms? Like Mm -hmm. if you have just been trucking along in life and everything is fine and then suddenly one of those things pops up and it's a very unnatural thing for you. Right. Right. Exactly. So um, studies show that if you get to the hospital within three hours, your risk of recovering, your likelihood of recovering from a stroke is much higher than if you were to wait. Like I said, time is brain. Mm -hmm. As soon as it starts happening, nobody's going to shame you for coming to the ER. We want to see you. We want to treat you. We want to help you get better. So there's like you asked about treatment options. We live in a very advanced time. Mm -hmm. So now is a better time to have a stroke than it was even in 2000. So stroke deaths have dropped by 35% within the Mm. past 10 years. So we have a lot more advanced treatments. So we, I work in the interventional neurology department Mm -hmm. with myself and Dr. Nolori. So we are, we have the capability to fix these problems. So if you come in and you have a a blood clot in your brain and you're within a reasonable time frame, we can go in and try and get the blood clot out for you and get blood flow back to that area of the brain. Or if you have a TIA, we're you're having a temporary disruption in blood flow to your brain, mm-hmm. we can open up that vessel for you. We can get the blood flow back to your brain. Um, and we also have medications. We have TPA, so it's like a clot-busting drug okay. that we can give people if they get into the hospital soon. Yeah. So 
we have lots of options to try and help people fix their outcomes yeah. and, and get better from these strokes. And it's just get to the hospital. Help, right. Let us help you. Yeah. Time is brain. We'll just keep repeating Time that is over brain. and over and yes, over again for yes. sure. So what does rehabilitation then and recovery look like after right. being involved in an episode like that? So it, it depends on the severity mm-hmm. of the stroke. So some strokes are mild. Some people are, are able to return home and have therapy in their house. Okay. Sometimes people have to go to what's called acute rehab. Um, we like to send people to the Virginia Baptist. They're actually um, a stroke certified rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job. We also have a new stroke support group for patients and their families. Okay. So that kind of helps deal with the mental and emotional parts mm-hmm. of having a stroke and the impact it has on the, the patient and their family. Yeah. So, um, and then also following up with us at neurology is very important. So we actually have been looking at our recurrence of strokes. So nationally, one in four people will have another stroke after having having one. Wow, okay. So we actually are starting on the other side of the COVID crisis. We are going to be doing a stroke follow-up clinic, and mm-hmm. it's going to be multidisciplinary. Okay. So we're going to have a, a provider and physical therapy and people who are able to help our patients in their home, the, the paramedicine program. Awesome. So this will really help kind of bridge patients and, and prevent them from having recurrence of strokes. Yeah. We'll help them figure out why they had the first stroke and do everything we can to try and prevent another one from occurring. Right. So this this is huge for our area for continued yeah. follow-up care for our patients that they can they can get in and we can help them to try and decrease their risk of having another stroke. Right. And obviously, depending on the severity of the stroke activity and kind of what it has affected in the body, there will obviously be some people that might not fully recover to where they were before, but you have had really good success with a, with people mm-hmm. maintaining kind of the life they're used to right. previously and that sort of thing. So yeah. so that's huge. Like, talk a little bit about that in terms of, of recovery. Yeah, so, I mean, we, I, I'm not sure actually the statistics on this, but it, people that we are able to get in earlier and fix and don't sustain these huge strokes in their brain mm-hmm. from, from waiting so long or... Sometimes it's it's out of the the hands. I mean, sure. sometimes you we can do everything we can, and and still people have pretty severe effects from it. But people do recover. Yeah. I mean, and people continue to recover up until six months after their stroke. So it's the the brain is a very interesting thing. We yeah. we do see people get get better from these. Yeah. I mean, just come and see us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there is there is no substitute for being no. able to just come in and no. be seen. And to start with even that quiz that we had talked yeah. about before right. is great. Well, is there anything else that you would want to make sure that people know in mm-hmm. this conversation that we're having that maybe we haven't touched on yet, whether it's stroke month or just symptoms or recovery or any of that? I mean, I just want to hammer home that if you're having any of any of these balance difficulties, difficulty seeing, mm-hmm. any weakness, anything like that, come into the hospital. Yeah. Even if we just take a picture and we have peace, peace of mind that it's not a stroke, then right. then it's peace of mind, it's not a stroke, and we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. I appreciate what you said a few minutes ago, too, that nobody's going to shame you yeah. <laughs> for coming in. And I think that's huge because I think a lot of times, and I'm, I can kind of be like this, too, there will be something maybe a little off in how I feel, and mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh, like they're going to think I'm a crazy person if I right. come in and I say, this just doesn't feel right. But right. that's, that's not the case at all. Our providers yeah. are there to help and to Absolutely. heal. And like I said, your brain is what makes you, you, mm-hmm. anything that's going to potentially affect how you are as a person and right. your ability to live your life 
I would say take it seriously and, yeah. and be seen and, and do those steps. Take that quiz. Take some activation in your life and try your best to, to give yourself the best odds of not having a stroke. Right. Come and, come and see us. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Sydney, thank you so much yeah. for, for being here with me today and for having this conversation. And yeah, like I said, we're just really excited to get this information out about Stroke Month and make sure that people know that not only is it a thing, but it's something mm-hmm. that you can prevent and, and right. really get good information for. Yeah, and it's Nurses Week. It is, yes. <laughs> I, we have excellent nursing staff in the yes. hospital that take care of our patients very well. We have a neuro ICU. We have a neuro step-down unit. We have great team yeah. of people in the hospital and here in the clinic that very educated, specific, specific knowledge about neuro mm-hmm. and strokes and rehabilitation and medications for patients that sustain these these injuries to their brain so we have a great team and our nurses are ready to take care of you and that's huge and thank you so much for what you do too as a nurse practitioner and and partnering with you know the doctors and everybody as well and we just um we want to emphasize that this team that has been built here at centra just like you just said is just it's full of amazing people they're Mm -hmm. passionate about what they do um, they're passionate about serving the community, and right. um, you can see it written all over your face too <laughs> that you really, really love what you do. So, yeah. So thank you yeah, so much thank for you sharing for that. Having me, and I hope to see you guys in my stroke aware clinic. Yes, <laughs> yeah. We will make that uh, definitely available online in multiple places for yes. you. Please make sure that you go and take that quiz. Uh, we would love for people to be able to prevent that. So thanks again for tuning in today. We just love being able to share all this information with you, and we look forward to having you check out the website and many of our other resources. Don't forget to check out centerscripts.com for additional resources and additional podcast episodes to catch up on those. We look forward to talking to you next time. Bye.